Welcome into the Hustle Podcast, going live on the Wager Talk YouTube channel and on YouTube, the Hustle Show Pod. I am Drew Martin, joined by Adam Trigger and Chris Thurston at CTBet16 at Top Flight SI. We will have uh, Paul Stone on the show, breaking down some college football. He's placed in multiple uh, college football contests and, of course, Barstool Bets with Kelly Stewart. We got Wally's Corner in bounce back mode, guys. Sharp plays from Las Vegas on the other side of the counter in a sports book that will remain unnamed without further ado going around the horn here chris thurston at ctbet16 welcome in buddy how you feeling true martin bets i'm doing all right i uh just got back from texas went to the baylor game on saturday uh saturday was really good and and sunday was really bad i uh I ended up throwing out my pat my Patriots hat. That's in the trash. Um, even even though I am a diehard fan, I bet them last week and I bet them against the Bucks, which was the right side. I'd still bet them again. Uh, people might say, "Oh, you're a homer." CT bets. No, I bet them uh, the week. I bet against them the week before versus the Texans. And usually around week seven, week eight, the Patriots hat goes in the garbage, and it went in the garbage last week, Drew. Other than that, I'm doing phenomenal and great to see you. Great to see you, CT Vets. It's okay. Trash whatever you need to be trash, as long as it's not those nice TVs we see there in the background. You're doing some work in CT Sportsbook, huh? CT Sportsbook is finally complete. We got the big screen, the 74-inch right in the middle, and then we got uh, four 32-inchers to the right and to the bottom. Officially complete, five games at once. It's pretty good, Drew Martin Betts. Can't wait to come over there and just trash the heck out of that room. And I know another person that can't wait to do that. That's Adam Trigger. Give him a follow on Twitter at Top Flight SI. Adam, like always, man, good to see you, buddy. Welcome in. Good to see you, Drew. Another good weekend of football in the books. I unfortunately also had the Patriots, and that was brutal. Just a brutal way to lose a football game right there. But it comes, it goes. I had the Eagles on Thursday. I guess I you know, was equally fortunate to kind of backdoor there. So it's all part of the game. Had a good weekend in football. Uh, my biggest play was ended up being Purdue. Easy winner. I know that was Kelly's best bet too. Um, so hopefully we're, we're cashing more tickets again this week. Absolutely. Hopefully we cash them. Hopefully you guys uh, can tail the best bets and feel free to, th to throw out there on Twitter or on the YouTube here what you're looking to bet, maybe some sharp angles you're seeing out there. And always remember, we're brought to you by Viva. Viva Tequila Seltzer. It is getting mass produced as we speak. Uh, proud sponsors of the show. Our flavors pair perfectly with our artisanal Blanco tequila for our subtle and refreshing drinks. Viva coming to a store near you. Adam, we got a recap here. Uh, like always, transparency part of the show here. What do we got uh, for recap off of last week? Yeah, so real quick before the recap, Chris and I decided we want to give away some merch again. Nice. So all you have to do to qualify is retweet the show link that just went live on The Hustle. And at some point in the show, I'm actually going to retweet it so you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, all we ask is that you retweet the show link, the one that's currently live, and give us your best bet this week. Um so all you have to do to, to qualify is win your best bet. If you retweet the show and win your best bet, we're going to pick one of the winners at random and, and we'll send you out some merch. So uh, you can yep. do that anytime during the show. Thank you, Drew. Uh, and really anytime up until Saturday, you just have to retweet the on-demand link, uh, win your best bet, and we'll, and we'll pick a winner and get some merch out. Uh, but on to the recap, Drew Martin bets. 
had a nice had himself a nice little show last week. Um, in the big game breakdown, he talked about Cincinnati minus twenty one. They won by a million. He talked about Fresno State. They shut out Wyoming seventeen nothing. Um, and I, we actually went uh, four and two in those big games. I had the Jaguars. That was an that was a, a wild game in London. That got there. Yeah. Um, we all took a loss on the Browns, which was a complete disaster. Uh, they were never close. Uh, Virginia Tech fell short for CT, but Kelly and actually, really, Kelly and Chris uh, both liked Baylor, and that was a nice in-person win for Chris before his weekend went to complete shit with the Patriots. So those are always nice in-person. <laughs> uh, so nice four and two right there. Um, Kelly, I, uh, she gave four golf plays out again. Those went two and two. John Murray gave us three plays. I know there was some confusion. They actually went two and one. The ones that we gave out on the show, Cincinnati winner, Western Michigan winner, and Utah State uh, fell just short. But for the second week in a row, I probably should have let off with this. Best bets, three and one. Another three and one week for the best bet. Uh, and the one loss, brutal. Patriots plus four. I mean, that's just a brutal loss. It should not, it, that, that really should have been a win. But Drew Martin, Kentucky plus 23. How about that ending? Seven Easy. seconds left. Easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Easy. The money in the oh, bank. Love. Dude, <laughs> big, big underdogs, that's, what, that, that's the best thing about betting them. You're out the whole game. It's not really all that competitive, but you cash your ticket. You learn to love them, Adam. Great, great quote from Stoops in the, in the news when, when he got asked about it, yeah. too. He was just like, I wanted to score. What do you want me to do? I'm going to play the whole game. Yeah. Um, uh, I had Air Force plus four, nice outright winner right there. And then, of course, Kelly in Vegas, Purdue, plus 11 and a half, outright winner, destroyed Iowa, never in doubt. So a great three-in-one week in the best bets. And the only thing that fell short, Wally did not have a good week, but I think that that was probably pretty obvious when it, if you look back, I mean, it was pretty um, wet, widespread how, that sports books got crushed this weekend with the amount of public action that hit one in five week for the walrus, but he is still, even after the losing week, 30, 25 and two on the season. That's really good. I fully expect uh, some regression in the other direction and a bounce back. So looking forward to Wally's corner because I'm, I'm certain he's going to have some winners for us this week, but overall another pretty good week of, uh, of uh, content on the show. And like I said, try to do it again this week. Yeah, we will. That's one thing we're going to uh, work on, try to get those winners. You know, I knew it was a good week. I didn't know it was that good. Uh, Adam, thanks for reminding us, though. And shout out to the chat box and on Twitter, everybody joining us live. We got Paco in the house, Jeff as well, Michael, Abby Jackson, VIP here. All of you guys, welcome in. And again, feel free guys. to chime in. Yeah, please smash that like button. And feel free to comment below on YouTube if you're watching on replay. We'd rather you watch live, but hey, that works as well. And we'll uh, go through the comments and answer any questions on next week's show we got big game breakdown right now guys um one big game i wanted to talk about and then we can go around the horn i know we got some iowa cyclones uh looks but it's a friday night game that's why i'm counting it as a big game it's in the aac but it is going to be uh one of only four games on friday night lights memphis at ucf adam just uh recapped it in terms of last week going against ucf you know what i'm going to keep this train rolling uh learned a bit to kind of build a bankroll going on teams and fading teams. And right now, UCF is a fade team, guys. They have their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, out with an injury. And it's not only that. You know, mainstream media will, 
will focus on that, the media. But really, you look at half of their defenses out from the starting um, from the starting slate, and it wasn't a really deep defense to begin with. So only what a pick them minus one even. So we're getting plus one on Memphis right now as we're going live. I think the underdog is the wrong team's favored here. I think Memphis should be favored in this game. They're both freshman quarterbacks, but Memphis's quarterback has a lot more experience here and he's played a lot better to date. So I'm going to go Memphis Tigers, look towards the Memphis Tigers in my big game breakdown. CT, I know uh, you got something brewing here in the Big 12. In terms of big game breakdowns, what were you looking at? Yeah, so um, our good buddy, Keith Landry, who's a loyal follower and listener of the show, he asked us about what we thought about Iowa State versus Oklahoma State, and I have a play in this game. So quick little story here. When I first got into gambling, when I was probably around 18, 19, I remember coming home one day from uh, college break, and I said to my father, who was also a gambler, now Drew Martin Betts, I can't remember exactly what the game was, but it was something like this game. I came home, I'm like, Dad, I can't believe Oklahoma State is getting seven this weekend. They're the number eight team in the country. I love Oklahoma State. And he goes to me, son, sirens should be going off in your head. Alarm, 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 red flag, red flag. Why is the number eight team in the country getting seven points, son? Why? And I started to think about it, and I was like, yeah, I don't care, Dad. I still love Oklahoma State. And want to know what happened, Drew Martin Betts? The team that was Iowa State came and smashed their doors, and then I said to my father, okay, I think you know a lot more about gambling than I do, Dad, so I'm going to listen to you. That's what reminds me of this game this weekend. I like Iowa State here. I'm laying the seven. This Iowa State Cyclones team is a lot better than that 4-2 and two record shows you. Brock and Brees Hall, two of the best in the country, hasn't really been the start that the Cyclones have, have were looking for. But I fully expect Matt Campbell's team to be ready to go on Saturday. And why is this unranked Iowa State laying a touchdown to Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State, in my opinion, is not the number eight team in the country. Mike Van Gundy always finds a way to screw things up. And I feel like this Saturday is going to be just that game. I like the Cyclones, Drew Martin bets minus seven. They win by double digits. Mike Van Gundy, he's a man, he's 40. And we, are we adding that Van Gundy? Or is, it, is that like something that's like under the radar in Big 12 talk? I, that's what I always just say because I think he's a yo-yo. He is. <laughs> he rocks the mullet though. I'll, give, I'll tip my cap to that. Other than that, I don't know too much about him. But uh, no, no, good stuff. Love the enthusiasm, CT Betts. So going with that move, yeah, alarm bells ringing. That's for sure, man. Uh, so looking towards the Cyclones, laying the points from CT Betts, big game bring. And uh, we got Adam Trigger here. What, 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 in terms of big games, Adam, what are you going for? Well, Drew, I'm going to go to Sunday night football. But first, I want to throw this out there because this game goes in an hour. I like Appalachian State tonight. Walrus said... They're betting Coastal Carolina like it's free money. And I, I know this game starts in an hour, so I just want to throw it out yeah. there before yeah. I forgot. Appalachian State, if you can find five, I would grab it right now. It's probably four and a half. I like them tonight. I didn't I didn't give it out, but I'm gonna I, I decided I was gonna bet them about an hour ago. So uh just some extra an extra one right there. I'm taking Appalachian State tonight. There's fives. There's five. There, yeah, there. I was gonna say there's probably fives. I like it at five. Uh but as far as a big game's concerned, I'm going to Sunday night football. Doesn't get much bigger than Sunday night football. And I'm looking at the San Francisco 49ers. Um, 
I'm not someone that lays points very often, especially in prime time. Um, but I like the 49ers here. This just this is a spot. They, they, so they come off a bye week. I like Kyle Shanahan off a bye. I think he's going to have his team prepared. They've lost three straight games. And this just feels as do or die of a spot for the 49ers as, as you can find. Um, I actually think having Jimmy G back is a good thing here. Now, I know we talked about the Niners a couple weeks ago. And I said, okay, we want Trey Lance in there. Trey Lance does not look really ready to play yet. I thought the Niners played great against Arizona, and, and Lance was sort of limiting them. They couldn't score, and, and that really was what cost them that game. Other than that, they played pretty well. This week, you've got the 49ers. The Colts are the 29th-ranked pass defense in the league. I think Garoppolo is going to be able to just sort of dink and dunk his way to some, to some offense here. I'm going to play Kyle Shanahan off the bye. The Colts' only two wins are against two of the worst teams in football. It's in San Francisco. It's Sunday night football. I like the 49ers laying the points. All right, 49ers in Sunday night football, guys. So we've got two college football and uh, one NFL for the big game break. The big game break downs. In, uh, those are the three games. Uh, we do have guest spot coming up, Paul Stone. But first, reminder, brought to you by Viva. Tequila Seltzer, Viva Tequila Seltzer, a refreshing and drinkable hard seltzer with 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, and 4.5% ABV. Viva, the perfect drink for your post-game celebrations, pre-game celebrations, as it was created with the active lifestyle in mind. And without further ado, our guest here, Paul Stone Sports on Twitter, Paul Stone himself, college football aficionado, has uh, placed in multiple college football contests in Las Vegas. Paul, welcome to the show. How, how are you? Doing well. Uh, glad to be with you guys and looking forward to another uh, great weekend of college football. Great to have you on. And uh, I know we got some questions for you. And, and I, I want to get this right in terms of you, you placed in uh, – in 2011 in, in Golden Nugget and in 2013 again. And I know that there's a lot of contestants in there. Um, so congrats on doing that. And, and it, do, do you have any words of advice for people in contests in order what, what has helped you in the past in doing so well? Yeah, I'll tell you, I won the, actually won a uh, contest in 2011 that was sponsored by Leroy's Leroy's and then won that golden contest in 2013. You know, I think one of the, the keys is if you can, if you have the, the bankroll have multiple entries try to have the maximum entries if you can and vary those entries you know some people who have multiple entries are going to do the same selections on all entries early in the contest right. to try to get all those entries out in front of the pack if you will but i think it's good to vary them maybe have one entry that's an underdog entry maybe one entry that's your best selections and maybe one entry with what we call stale numbers obviously they have to post the lines for the contest that typically on Wednesday you have until late Friday or even early Saturday in some cases to get your selections in. So you might see a team that is actually uh, at the current when you're putting the, the, the sheet in your selections at minus six, but on the sheet it's minus, you know, three and a half. And that might be a team that you play. You can't win a contest just by uh, betting or playing the stale numbers, but it is uh, an approach that many people take. And, and I certainly take that partially on some of my uh, selections, some of my entries. Paul, we really appreciate you coming on. I've been following you for a long time and you, your, your stuff is great. So uh, before we get into the games real quick here, tell everybody where they could find you and um, your website and everything. Give yourself a plug. Yeah, if they want to see what I have to offer, they can go to my website, which is paulstonesports.org. 
Again, that's paulstonesports.org. Uh, I'm also on Twitter uh, at paulstonesports. And if they wish, they can also wish uh, reach me uh, rather by email uh, at paulstonesports at gmail.com. Perfect. Well, we're going to get into the games here. There's a couple uh, we want to talk with you. And uh, let's head right to the Mountain West here. Uh, Nevada Wolfpack at the Fresno State Bulldogs. Nevada 5-1 and one, going into Fresno State. Five and two, seven o'clock Eastern. Fresno State laying three and a half to the Wolf Pack. What are you thinking here, Paul? Well, I'll tell you, first of all, these these teams have a lot of similarities. First of all, they both have outstanding quarterbacks. You've got for Nevada, Carson Strong, who's the reigning Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year. And then Fresno's got a good quarterback of its own in Jake Hayner. He's a guy who's thrown for 330 or more yards in eight of his last 10 games. Uh, also, another uh, common trait that they have, they've both got some really good receivers, not only group of five receivers, but just general uh, solid college football receiving core. They also have both defeated a Pac-12 opponent uh, on the on the road, getting opponent uh, getting points, rather. Uh, Nevada defeated uh, Cal by five points, I believe, back in week two. And then a few weeks back, Fresno State goes into the Rose Bowl, defeats UCLA, uh, 40 to 37. Both these teams still have an opportunity to win the West Division of the Mountain West and play for the conference championship the first Saturday in December. These teams are pretty much dead even as far as their power ranking. Uh, Fresno State gets the three and a half point uh, favorites role based on the home field. You typically get three to four points uh, in power ranking structure for home field. So that's why Fresno State is the favorite. I have no qualm with that, but I like Nevada here. I think Nevada is a slightly superior team. Uh, this is a team that uh, they've already won at Boise State. They won 41 to 31 earlier this season at Boise. Uh, they're a team that doesn't turn the ball over. Nevada's committed a total of three turnovers all year. They rank third nationally in turnover margin. Uh, they're a team also that has thrived in the underdog role. The last seven times that Nevada has been cast as the betting underdog, they've not only covered six of those times, they've won six times outright. So of the last seven times they've been the betting underdog, six victories outright. I think they might make it seven of eight uh, Saturday in the uh, Central Valley of California. I recommend taking Nevada plus three and a half over Fresno. I like Nevada too, Paul. Um, let's switch gears here. There's a big rivalry this week. And I feel like it's not getting talked about as much as usual. I'm talking about USC and Notre Dame, South Bend, Indiana, Saturday night. Um, I have an opinion on this game. I know you do too. Talk to us a little bit about the rivalry and who you like in this one. Well, then, you know, the, the rivalries, maybe you wouldn't want to tell the fans of these two schools, Adam, but the rivalries lost maybe just a little bit of its luster, but it's still one of the great rivalries in all the college football. Notre Dame, they hadn't exactly played a murderer's row uh, to this point of opposing offenses. Cincinnati, the only opponent ranking in the top 40 in total offense that they played to date. And this USC team, you know, they've got some warts. Uh, they've got some imperfections. Uh, but most of those are not on the uh, offensive side of the ball. They're on the defensive side of the ball. The Trojans throw the ball 60% of their offensive plays. They have one of the very best uh, receivers in all of college football in 6'5", 215-pound Drake London. He's a guy who is almost certainly going to have a 100-catch, 1,000-yard receiving season, might even get about 1,300 receiving yards 
Uh, to this point, he has 64 catches for 832 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, he is a load. Uh, the Trojans can score. You know, like we said, they average a shade over 32 points a game. They can score, but they really can't defend. Uh, the three teams that have defeated USC this year are uh, going to be Stanford, uh, Oregon State, and most recently Utah. All three of those teams scored 42 or more points against the Trojans. I think this is going to be a high-scoring uh, game Saturday night in South Bend. There's still some 57 out there. I think this game between USC and Notre Dame goes over the total of 57. I like it, Paul. Good stuff. And uh, do you have any more games you want to throw out there? Uh, I know you, you just broke down two. Did you have three uh, best bets? Yeah, I had another game that I was going to talk about, Drew, if we've got time, and that's going to yeah. be the game, Conference USA uh, Conference USA game between uh, UT San Antonio and Louisiana. As sports handicappers, you know, a lot of games that we get excited about, maybe the general public doesn't get as excited about, uh, but this is a great opportunity, I think. And first of all, talking about UT San Antonio, uh, a guy who's a former high school coach here in the state of Texas, very successful, Jeff Trailer. He could probably run for mayor of San Antonio right now. He's got the Roadrunners at 7-0. and uh, They're ranked for the first time in program history. They're number 24, I believe, in one poll, 25 in the other poll. They didn't even start playing football until back in 2011. They didn't even play an FBS schedule until 2013. So this is a very young uh, UTSA program. The entire, the entire city of San Antonio is a buzz. Everywhere you turn, you see some kind of ceremony. You see some kind of marching band. There's just a lot of excitement uh, going on around that program right now. And Jeff Trailer is a hot commodity. You know, uh, I know from their perspective, they really hope they can keep him after this season. But Jeff Trailer is going to be going places. He is a name to watch in coaching circles. On Saturday, they're going to travel to Ruston, Louisiana with that uh, undefeated record. And they're going to face a Louisiana Tech team. That's two and four. Uh, UTSA looks like, you know, at first glance that they're the team that has everything going its way. Louisiana Tech seems to be going nowhere fast. Uh, Louisiana Tech went out to El Paso this past Saturday night, as you gentlemen know, played a really lackluster game, got beat 19 to three. Their quarterback, Adam Kendall, threw three interceptions in that loss. So you got a two and four Louisiana Tech team. Doesn't look that great on paper, but you take a closer look. Uh, at their record, three of the games that they've lost, they've lost by six points or fewer. And those games are against some really good college football teams. They lost to SMU. Uh, they lost to uh, NC, State. NC State. And they lost to Mississippi State early. So three really good football teams only lost by six or fewer. They could have uh, – they really, the SMU game, I think they got beat on the last play of the game. And they could have won uh, at least one of those others. So this two and four teams really close to being five and one. Everybody's going to be on UT San Antonio, I think, this week, or a lot of people. But sometimes, guys, when the public zigs, I'm going to zag. And when they bob, I'm going to weave. And this is going to be one of those times on Saturday in Ruston. UTSA comes in. They're riding high. They're nationally ranked. They're feeling good about it. Louisiana Tech, they're wounded. This is a hurt football team. Their back's against the wall. I think they're going to come out and beat Texas San Antonio Saturday in Ruston, Louisiana. I like it, Paul. Great breakdown, man. And, and I was thinking about this game a lot because it, before the season started, UTSA was kind of like 
the flavor in the sports betting, you know, handicappers. They were kind of a trendy. People wanted that to, to, to play on them. And it has come to fruition. A lot of times when that happens, you know, a lot of people like in a, a certain team, it doesn't come out. This this was right, though, and UTSA being a good side. But I'm with you on Louisiana Tech. It's kind of they're almost a tricky handicap, you know, going toe to toe with the Wolfpack there of NC State and then losing to to UTEP, who I know their record's good, but talent wise. So it's good to hear, you know, a smart mind like yourself even looking to get back on Louisiana Tech. I, I agree with you. I think it, it, it's kind of setting up as that being the right side. I mean, Paul, talking about UTSA and the coach that uh, you mentioned there coming up through the high school ranks, is this something you think can continue in college football in terms of I've noticed that guys that are doing this, you know, there's a bunch out there. Uh, Gus Malzahn just at the top of my head, but going from the high school ranks. And I know you're a Texas guy out there. Do you see that happening more? And is that a type of profile of head coach that you look to bet on in college football? Yeah, you know, some some of them have success. Some of them don't. Todd Graham, uh, who yeah. is I believe, at the University of Hawaii now, Todd Graham was a very successful uh, head football coach in the state of Texas at Allen High School just north of Dallas. Jeff Trailer's a guy who actually uh, coached at Gilmer High School in East Texas, and he got his start as an assistant coach uh, in major college football when Charlie Strong hired him uh, to the University of Texas to recruit basically East Texas, where the University of Texas had not really fared well recruiting-wise. So Coach Trailer, uh, I've been aware of him for uh, for many years. He is a uh, He's a salesman. He's a go-getter. Uh, he doesn't miss a trick. I think he's a great recruiter, and I think he's probably going to be uh, at a Power Five school sooner rather than later. So certainly, you know, high school coaches are not. Uh, it's not like hands off. It's not like you know, maybe twenty or twenty-five years ago, you guys might be too young to remember when Notre Dame hired Jerry Faust uh, out of, uh, I believe, Cincinnati Molar High School. That didn't work out too well. But you had not seen too many of those hires through the years. But in the last 10 years, as you mentioned, Drew, uh, there have been some of those guys make the ascension up to college football. Yeah, sure. I, I I didn't mean it like going from high school football coach to coaching Notre Dame, you know, maybe steps in between, maybe like somebody like UTSA seems to be a good fit there. So Paul Stone, guys on Twitter at Paul Stone Sports, he's placed in multiple uh, college football handicapping contests over the years. Paul, um, can you leave us with any uh, kind of words of advice out there to any sports bettors and maybe if you have a best bet for us? You know, my best bet of those three would be the uh, Louisiana play, the Louisiana Tech play plus the okay. six and a half. I just think it's a great spot. I think one one piece of advice I'll give is when you get later in the season, we're at the midpoint now, really at past the midpoint. Some teams are, I think, playing their eighth game. Teams start hitting lulls. This is when some of these crazy results are going to come up because mm -hmm. teams are going to start getting tired. They're going to lose that mental psyche a little bit. In UTSA's case, they're playing for their eighth straight, straight week. So they played every week since they started. So I think this is a natural spot for them to stub their toe. But I, I think one piece of advice is, uh, you know, the season's relatively short, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, don't uh, – I think people tend to kind of get crazy and maybe not exercise uh, good money management. Uh, they don't keep their head about them. You know, they win at one rate and they lose at a high rate and those kind of things. I think it's just good to be as – as level as you can uh, when you're uh, when you're winning, you're not going to win forever. Uh, and when you're losing, you know, you're not the biggest loser in the world. You got to take the same approach. You got to have a process, things you believe in, things that work for you that you've identified have worked for you. And you got to stay married to those things. And you've got to uh, trust your process and just keep your head screwed on straight. 
love it. Words of advice there from uh, Paul Stone. Paul, we appreciate you joining us, man. And uh, yeah, best of luck this weekend. Well, I appreciate you guys reaching out and asking me to be on, and I'll be on any time. And good luck to everybody this week. Absolutely, Paul. We appreciate it. We're going to ship you out a T-shirt, too. I'll text you after the show. Super. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. He's Paul Stone. And, guys, we got uh, from one good college football handicapper to another and uh, somebody that's pretty plugged into the sports betting uh, world here is it's Barstool Bets time. And also remember we are presented by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Viva. We flavored our tequila seltzer because flavor is the spice of life. And we like our drinks with a kick just as we like to live our lives. Check out Viva Tequila Seltzer coming to a store near you. And without further ado, at Kelly in Vegas on Twitter, Barstool Bets. Kelly, welcome in. How are you? Hey, guys. Long day. I'm losing my voice at this point in time. Uh, it has been a fun Wednesday. So glad to cap it off with you guys. Only thing that's missing is Aviva. Oh, man. Chris, apparently they're in production. Yeah, we have good news. Adam, for I can't hear listeners. you over the echo of your dungeon. You don't get to talk the rest of the segment because Adam <laughs> and I are literally fighting. I do a show with him every single week, and I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing a show with Adam anymore. He leaves at the 45-minute mark every single show. It's been the laughing joke, and now he sounds like he's in a wind tunnel. I fixed that. I can't fix the fact that this entire place is tiled, but apparently I have to go out and buy a rug. These are the, you know, the type of things I didn't think I'd have to be dealing with right now, but I'm going to go rug shopping for you this week, Cal. We're going to fix the echo. I love, I love, if you guys haven't realized, uh, my favorite person to talk shit to is Adam. And boy, does he take <laughs> it well, because I think every single one of us just loves to pile it on him. And uh, thanks to Adam for being a good sport. <laughs> I asked Chris if he wanted to hang out on Saturday, and he goes, I'm not drinking. If you show up at my house, I will call the cops. <laughs> I am still not drinking, Jeffrey. Buffum is correct. Uh, I am going to take a, uh, a one-day hiatus, maybe two, between now and my birthday. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, right on that sober October train. And uh, it doesn't mean that I don't want the idea is like, it's been a long day. You know, we've got some sunbelt action later on. Of course, I want to have a cocktail. Is that so wrong? By the way, pro tip, when you guys do get your Viva seltzers, go to the store, get some tahini, lick the rim like it's yes. like a salt. It is the best. Yes, good. That is a good move, and uh, we've told the owner that he's he's well aware. He was sending us videos this morning, and they are producing right now in Wisconsin. And we look to to have some Viva shipped out to us soon, and be in stores in Boston, and people will be able to purchase it online as well. So, um, Paco Healy, I know that he will be happy for one. So, the new cans look awesome too. The new cans are so much better than the ones we have. Well, yeah, the, the ones we have like don't have any of the information. It's just kind of the. Yeah, uh, you have to remember, this yeah. is like in early production. Come on, when White no, Wolf first I came out, you, did you guys see the it? They look super janky, it's... and now they're like the leading seltzer brand. So hopefully, we can get Viva there as well. It's yeah. like my studio here. It's an early production. It's gonna get yeah. better, you know. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Kelly, you're off of a huge weekend again. I mean. Your account value's got to be through the roof. You are just smashing winners. I mean, I, you're bringing winners to the Hustle Show pad, pod. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, Paul Stone said it best. Uh, really respect Paul. I actually was his proxy back in the day uh, a long time ago. I believe it was not the year he won the Golden Nugget. It might have been the year after. But either way, really sharp guy. So glad he got to come on with you guys. But he absolutely nailed it. When you're winning, you want to keep doing what you're doing. If you start to lose, 
I think it's important for you to make adjustments. So the spreadsheet that I have on my computer, I have every game that I bet and why I bet it and why it won or why it lost. Like if I won on a backdoor cover or I lost on a backdoor cover or it was just a bad bet like Arizona was last week. Um, and I kind of overthought it and followed the market and I was absolutely dead wrong. Colorado steamrolled that oh and what seven now team. That being said, he makes a really good point. Right now has been a great hot streak. And a couple of weeks ago, I was like, okay, you know, I know regression's coming and I only bet five games. Last week, I was like, I'm not doing that. Like right now, if you're hot, you're hot. You got to ride the hot streak. And uh, even if I end up going one and seven on Saturday, I'm still going to be up on the year. So I think this is one of those weekends where I'm still picking and choosing, doing everything that I've been doing all season long. But I, if I like nine games, I like nine games. If I like four, I like four. And, and I'm not going to force the issue or try to scale back by any means. Words, words of advice. Kelly knows what she's doing. And uh, Adam, uh, have at it, man. Well, Kel, you know, we had a nice little cameo from John Murray, even though he didn't make his way on the camera last week. Um, he went two and one, which is awesome. And I know he maybe texted you a couple earlier today. So do you have any info from John to share with us? He did. And I have a feeling that it's going to be uh, a, a, one of those situations where we see a lot of the sharp guys on the same this week. He texted me Nevada plus four, San Diego State plus three and a half, and New Mexico plus 21. That's Nevada. San Diego State, New Mexico. I'm not going to screw that up. Last week, I did say it correctly on the show. I had it written down uh, differently. So I kind of upset a few people on Twitter. I apologize. I still have no idea where the hell that Alabama play came from. But it was a winner. Yeah, I would never lay 17 with Alabama. I shouldn't say would never. It's just not my type of play. So I know it wasn't my play. Well, it, it was fit obviously... though. It fit because John gave out three like favorites. So you probably it, it did kind of fit. Like all yeah, of his was, plays were. You know. It was just one of those things, and I didn't have my notebook in front of me, which is like like my notes are even legible at this point in time anyway. But uh, I didn't have anything. I was up watching the games with my dad, and I just assumed that that's where those plays came from. So I tweeted it out. Yes, John Murray did go. Two and one last week. And you know what? If he goes two and one every week, I don't care. Yeah. We never have him on the show. Uh, he's way too busy uh, bitching about, you know, the sports looks <laughs> getting killed on Sunday. I think, that's, I think that's three Mountain West dogs right there, Drew. Is that correct? Nevada, yes, San. Nice. All right. Sorry, T. Go ahead, well, T. Good, good. Cal, you and I are both uh, Big 12 people here, and the Big 12 has. Uh, Kind of been a crazy year. I know um, K-State isn't off to the greatest start in the Big 12, um, but surprisingly, Baylor, my Baylor Bears, ha have have been pretty well, um, have fared pretty well thus far. And um, we we all didn't really expect uh, Baylor to have that great of a year, but they're off to a 3-1 and one start here in the Big 12. OU's 4-0. Oklahoma State is 3-0. and There's a big game this weekend that I talked about earlier that I think you're on the same side as me here. Um, Iowa State at home taking on number eight ranked Oklahoma State. What are you thinking on this one? And what do you what are you liking in the come Big 12 championship? I know we're only halfway through the, the season here, but what do you see in the Big 12 lining up to, um, to be in the in the finals here? You know, this is a really interesting line. And hey, look, we lost Adam seven minutes early today. Uh, Joe, that, oh wait, I'm no, still we lost here. Drew. Sorry, no, we lost Drew Martin back. He's back. Box, so I just assumed it was you. We lost Drew uh, <laughs> seven minutes early today. Don't worry, guys. We got some uh, new production stuff coming. I asked our producer over at Wager Talk to help us out going forward. Uh, yeah. And he was a little too busy today, but next week we're going to get on it so this kind of stuff doesn't keep happening. So, 
Yeah, I'm on Iowa State. It was one of the chalk plays that I laid. I tweeted out earlier. I have three chalk plays this week, and that's the most I've had all year. I had Baylor last week, and I think I had one or two other favorites that I personally had played throughout the year. But this is uh, the chalk week for me, and Iowa State is that chalk. If you notice right now, you've seen the, re the reverse line move, and that is all the tickets on Oklahoma State, yet Iowa State moved up to a touchdown. I watched this Iowa State team for zero seconds last weekend. I shouldn't say zero. It was more like 45. Sitting on my dad's couch, boom, right out of the gate, Iowa State touchdown. I go, okay, I've had enough. This was enough for me uh, with Kansas State. I think what we're finally seeing is Matt Campbell having his team into that preseason hype form. This is a really tough place to play as an Ames. And if you know anything about this rivalry, Oklahoma State goes into Ames all the time and gets beat, no matter what. And everybody wants to make excuses for them. But the bottom line is Ames, Iowa is a tough place to play. Now, while this isn't a night game, it is, uh, I think it's a 1.30. No, I'm sorry. It's a 2.30 kick central time. 3.30 Eastern, yep. Yep, I do like I do like Iowa State here. Another little fun thing that I like to do is whenever I see ranked teams catching points, I like to bet against them. The other ranked teams catching points this week that I bet against, I bet against Oregon. I took UCLA. Minus two and a half. And that, well, is going to be my best college bet this week if you watch bet on it. And then I also laid three with Wisconsin. And I know Purdue was awesome for me last weekend. But they were just a little too awesome. And uh, that concerns me. They're being a little overvalued here. Look, the Badgers have just been atrocious this year. But for me, I, I just see this as one of those letdown spots for Purdue. Badgers should roll. Kelly, I, I got a follow-up question for you on the Oklahoma State-Iowa State game. I, I I love that you said, you know, Ames, Iowa is a tough place to play. I, I still go back to that game. I'm not sure if it was the one you were talking about, CT, where Oklahoma State was like number two in the country. They went into Iowa State and lost that game. That was, I, I, I don't know, in between oh, five and ten years that ago. Like cost didn't that cost them a chance at the yeah, yeah that would have been they would have been the national, national championship title? that game. Yeah. If you yeah. guys remember, there was a uh, plane crash, and I think it was a women's basketball team. I'm trying to remember what it oh, was. And Oklahoma of, State, it was the men. I think it was the men's. Well, they. I think they've had multiple plane crashes. But Okay, well, let's. we're going to kind of try to not talk about that because guess who has to get on a plane next weekend. But that being <laughs> said, a lot of people thought that it was going to be something more emotional than that was, and they kind of used it. But I believe Oklahoma State was like a 23-and-a-half point favorite of that game. I'd have to look up the line history on it. But, yeah, look, Oklahoma State – historically goes into Ames and gets beat. Are they fraudulent? No. I was on Oklahoma State last weekend. I gave out the money line, but that was more of a play against Texas. And that's exactly what we saw in the second half of that Texas game was that they are not consistent for four quarters. Oklahoma State took advantage of it. I mean, if you watch the first 30 minutes of that game, Texas could have ran away with it. They just don't have the discipline. They do have the athletes and they're always overvalued for whatever reason. And that's why I lean towards um, Iowa State this week because now Oklahoma State, after beating Texas, is in fact overvalued. That's why we've seen the line move to seven. Sure, and we've seen it at seven. I've even seen Circa at seven and a half now. And my question was, um, you know, you, you talked about reverse line movement and I'm seeing what 60% of the uh, money and 66% of the tickets on Oklahoma State and yet the line moving up. That's that's what you mean, like for, for people new to sports betting, reverse line movement being that. Is there a certain number that you put on that in terms of percentage wise that would I qualify? Well, Drew, so like you, normally I'm looking at reverse line movement on the dog, right? So like okay. last week, 
Uh, let's use the Patriots game, right? They opened as a four and a half point dog. They closed as a three point dog, even though all the money was on the Cowboys, right? So normally the reverse line movement, people focus on the underdogs, but it happens on the favorites all the time. Last week, Cincinnati absolutely just got steamed. This week, we're seeing it on Iowa State. We're seeing it on Temple. We're seeing it on Nevada. We've seen it on uh, San Diego State. And that is where when the tickets are on one side, but the money's on the other, the line keeps dropping because the money gets way more respect than the tickets, if that makes any okay. sense for the novice better. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, thanks for the clarification on that, Kelly. And uh, I guess we got, we're got running up against it time-wise, Wally's corner. Kelly, are you going to hang around with us for it? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Let's have at it. Yeah, we'll head over to Wally's Corner here. And and obviously, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, Wally's Corner has kind of drifted off a little bit. You can't stay hot forever. And, you know, one way to look at it is you see on Twitter the sportsbook directors crying that they got smashed the last couple of weeks. Well, we are giving you the correct information. That just shows that um, you are on the right side of these. Um, there's going to be two, three hopefully not four weeks where the public do mash it for the year. Um, but the, the public's going to come back a little bit, I think. And you can expect the sharp sides to start covering more um, these next couple of weeks. So Wally did give us uh, three college games and two NFL games. I'll go to Trig first to get an updated record, though, before we, we give those out. Yeah, I mean, real quick. I mean, he's given us 57 plays and he's 30, 25 and two. I mean, that's pretty solid over a 57-play sample. So, yeah, a couple of down weeks, the way I look at it, I'll, this is the week probably to play it. I mean, it, it's his information has been good. I love coming in after a week like that and, and saying, like, this is going to be the week. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see what he's got this week. So it starts off with a game that we've kind of talked about uh, that goes tonight, um, Coastal Carolina at App State. They bet Appalachian State plus five, all the way down to plus four and a half, plus four. Wally says to sprinkle a little bit on the money line, too. Like Trig was saying, they're acting like it's free money tonight on Coastal. Next one is they bet Syracuse at Virginia Tech. Number they bet was plus four. It's now down to plus three and a half, plus three. Next one is a game that Paul Stone came out and talked about is Nevada at Fresno State. They bet Nevada plus four, all the way down to plus three and a half. I think you, there's some three and a halves that are still out there, but I'm starting to see some threes uh, here across the board. Those are the three college games. The two NFL games he gave us are the Atlanta Falcons at the Miami Dolphins. They bet the Falcons from a pick all the way up to minus two, now sits at minus two and a half. I like the Falcons as well in that game. Uh, and the last game is Colts at 49ers Sunday night football. The Sharps bet the Colts plus five and a half all the way down to plus four and a half. I think that number sits at plus four. Um, so that's at currently. So that's three college and two NFL. And I fully expect uh, Wally's corner to turn it around and start uh, cashing some more tickets. So do what you uh, what you will with those. But that's Wally's corner for this week. I like it, CT bets. Like what Adam had to say. If you're looking to jump on, this week might be a good one in bounce back mode. Hey, to give some love to the YouTube comments, uh, and guys, feel free to ask any questions below on YouTube. Uh, shout out to two of them here. One being William from last week saying, "Does Kelly ever play the piano behind her?" 
guessing guessing that's a no and uh i can't even clap on beat but that is funny i didn't realize there's a piano behind me yeah yeah it, it looks nice very clean back there kelly and we also have alvin smith saying one that will make you happy kelly this show and bet on it the two best betting shows out there so appreciate it alvin you can catch kelly in vegas on both of those bet on it what you guys record on wednesdays and mondays correct kelly yeah mondays before monday night football wednesdays usually out by eight pacific sometimes it's a little bit later i know our producers are really overwhelmed i haven't put up a job posting yet but i'm have a feeling at the rate that wager talk is growing we're gonna need to hire some people yeah use that out there guys uh maybe send your resume over and you never know what can happen that's how i got into the business we also have somebody asking uh talk about stories how you got into sports betting so maybe when we have more time non-football season which we are planning on running the hustle through throughout uh march madness guys so we can get into that as well but time for best bets now i'll start us off clemson and Pitt here I'm going with where the market is telling us to go. That's on the Pitt Panthers against the Clemson Tigers. Clemson 0-6 against the spread. Uh, something's wrong with this offense. And Pitt, ever since they lost that game to the, to the MAC opponent, Western Michigan, they have been 157-35. That's the final score of their last three games. They've absolutely been smashing, winning, and covering the last three. Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech being two of those squads. I think they keep it going here against Clemson, and I would lay the three with the Pitt Panthers. So uh, Kelly in Vegas, at Kelly in Vegas on Twitter. Kelly, where you got going for best bets? Well, I'm going to split this uh, rep with CT because he is also going to use the Colts as his best bet. And frankly, Sunday Night Football has been really good to me. This happens to be the third week in a row I'm taking the Sunday Night game. But it's not a play on the Colts. While I do think that they've looked really well the last two weeks, that Monday night in Baltimore. And yes, it's easy to look great against a team called the Texans, whose quarterback is Davis Mills. But I will give Carson Wentz a little pat on the back. He's really progressed this year. Up and start the season, I'm like, you really want to bet on Carson Wentz, the turnover king. This guy has like 58 fumbles in his career, but this year he only has one interception. This is more of a play against San Fran. Now, yes, George Kittle's out. Yes, they have some drama in their locker room regarding who's going to be starting quarterback, but I don't think Trey Lance and Jimmy G have that much of a difference here. Now, you may want to wait to see who is going to be the starting quarterback, but I'm not waiting. I like the four with the Colts. San Fran has dropped six straight at home. They failed to cover their last eight times at home as a favorite, and they've dropped four of their last 14. Give me the Colts. Give me the Colts money line. Colts money line or plus four for Both. the best fit? Oh, okay. Love it. All right. It's, nice. it's, plus, it's plus four and worth more than a sprinkle. I like, I like it. it. Yeah. I'm uh so I'm with Kelly on this one. And I, I gotta say, we were on the same best bet a few weeks ago, which was the Rams at home versus the Bucks, and we both catch that. I'm on the Colts again uh, this week, plus four Sunday night football. I think the Colts are coming along really nicely as of late. Carson Wentz, as Kelly said, is really starting to put it together a little bit. He got a couple key pieces back last week. Uh, T.Y. Hilton returned uh, and gives that deep threat to Carson Wentz. Jonathan Taylor has been running the ball very nicely, which you'd love to see. Um, Kyle Shanahan's just not doing it for me. I, I know I backed him a couple weeks ago, and I'm starting to actually really see it right now. He's not somebody I really want to back. He's 31-37 and 37 with the Niners overall. I mean, wow. And he's blown two Super Bowls. Not one, two. 
I'm taking the Colts on Sunday Night Football plus four and sprinkling that little bit on the money line as well. Like it. All right. That's go ahead, Adam. Couple things first. One, I know I said I like the 49ers earlier. I'm completely retracting that because I'm not betting against Kelly and CT. I don't, I'm not saying I like the Colts. I'm not betting against their best bet. I did lean Niners because I've been on them in previous weeks. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. Two, I could play that piano behind Kelly. I took 12 years of piano lessons as a kid. So happy to play for you guys anytime. Oh my uh God. my my best bet, though, I'm heading to South Bend, Indiana. I'm taking USC plus seven. Uh, Paul Stone talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, USC can score. That's really not their issue. Their issue's been defense, and I think they're going to score plenty against Notre Dame here. Uh, you know, Notre Dame has not been good defensively this year. If you look at who Notre Dame's played, I mean, Florida State, Toledo, and Virginia Tech, none of which are very good offensive teams move the ball without issue against Notre Dame. You know, we talked about the dream crusher scenario. That's over. That happened when USC lost to Oregon. Now it's just about, you know, typically when a coach gets fired, you get this far into the season, it's going to be about who wants to be there, who wants to play. These kids come to this school to play this game. Uh, the two games USC has on their schedule that mean anything are this and UCLA the rest of the way. I think USC is going to show up. It's a huge game for the kids. It's a big rivalry. I'm taking the seven, and I would not be surprised if they shocked Notre Dame and win outright. CT, we got some news here about Viva. We do, yeah. Um, I think I said a little bit about it earlier, but um, we talked to the owner today. Production is rolling. They are getting about 1,000 cases rolled out right now, being canned. We got some videos of it, and uh, it's going to be shipped up to Boston in a couple weeks. The website will be up and running. People will be able to order on it. Um, it's not legal for us to, to ship people, our fans, out Viva, but there's going to be ways where you could um, access it, whether it's on the website or um, in a state nearby you. I know we're la they're launching in Massachusetts to start, but supposedly going to Texas, California, Florida, Connecticut. Um, so look for Viva to start making a, a big bang in the market in the next couple months. I'm excited for that. Is there any way we can uh, get in on like some equity with the company? I would, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, how come the owner didn't text me about being an investor? <laughs> I think I could steer you in the right direction. I'll, I'll give the num the owner your uh, your number, Drew Martin Betts, and uh, he'll hit you up. I'm telling you, stock value, guys, this is going somewhere. I like this drink. Zero sugar as well. So uh, that helps with the hangover. Zero carbs, zero sugar, 4.5% ABV. Our belief is to live long, live well, and live it up. Hashtag Viva Up for Adam Trigger, Chris Thurston, Kelly Stewart. I am Drew Martin. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Please smash that like button. Feel free to comment below. Best of luck if you're tailing out there on the best bets. We'll be back next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Come back and join us.